Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and another gnome in the building. Ooh. An actual gnome, not a human who I think is a gnome, an, an actual, actual gnome. <laughs> I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by the Fate Marked Five. So say hi, yeah. everyone. Hello. Hello. What up? What up? Um, Honk. So would you like to have an actual conversation with the professor? Yes, yes please. Yeah. All right, let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice. Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice. Seize your sheets and D20. Let's play D&D. Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand. You've all discussed what you must, but even best lay plans. Take a turn when checks are missed. Roll initiative. Brandish your blades. Don't fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice to roll. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every So, having been snatched by a bounty hunter on Spiderback, Gwendolyn was carried away, protesting that she was not who he thought she was. The others gave chase in the dark and managed to rescue her, though the Spider Rider got away, paralyzing the polymorphed Juna as he did so. You all continued your journey to Vernock Rise with an added wariness, with Gwendolyn's scent being masked by some lavender perfume from Gaius and occasionally being transformed into a sparrow by Juna. You spoke with the travelling caravan of Timon Prevost supporters who handed you rosettes and explained his intentions to establish a people's parliament should he be crowned king. Eventually, you reached Vernock Rise and after a brief delay at the gate, you were led to Heron Ilwyn's Manor. 
Heron greeted you before introducing Professor Kierda Tagaden, his gnomish associate. Juna felt a strange pull toward him, and as the professor stepped forward to shake hands with her, they both experienced a vision of swirling strings and a seven-petaled flower. And that's where we pick it up. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, Kierda is... It sort of takes his hand back from you, Juna. It's just kind of... There's a sly smile on his face. And then he carries on moving down the line and shaking hands with everyone. He goes, hi, I'm Kierda. I'm the professor. Nice to see you all. Hello, I'm Carhilda. Carhilda, yeah. We've, you, oh, you introduced just, yourself already. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it's fine. Carhilda, <laughs> that's... Uh, Orin. Orin, it's uh, Juno. Yeah, uh, just been shoved out of the way by Juno. Yeah. Don't mind me. Uh, and the last two, who are you two? Hey, how are you doing? I'm uh, Gaius, the masked bard. You may have heard of me. I have not, <laughs> but that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a... I don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, my friend, who are you? Uh, greetings. My my name is Enkidu. Oh, you're very serious. <laughs> Oh, he's so he's so serious, but so lovely and cuddly, really. All right. Can I ask a quick question? DM or Juno? <laughs> uh, one is Vicky, and then I have a question to ask the professor, and then we can move on. Okay. Um, when we are, were stood on the flower, mm-hmm. um, does Juno notice like where they are on it, or is it just the fact that they're both stood on a flower, or is there a check I need to make? You were opposite each other uh, in in the pattern. Yeah. Uh, but then, sort of. With with the way that sort of a seven petal flower would lay out, it's not a, like a direct opposite. You know, it was, it was just like a slight angle to it. But yeah. Um, yeah, if you were on like one three to a side, he was stood on the other three with like one in the middle, and that's how seven is added together. Um, <laughs> but we were stood on specific petals rather than yeah, you were stood on a specific petal each, but and they were kind of opposite. But beyond that. There was no other indication of what that meant. Then I would also like to just ask him quickly in his head with just a quick message where she says, Does Heron know? Now that is an interesting thing. As you say that, Juno, and you uh, try to message uh, into his head, you just hear your own voice bounce back into your into your own. <gasps> Kira carries on. He doesn't seem to have registered anything. <gasps> that is so weird. So, uh... I mean, like, I was just, like, saying hi to everyone, but uh, if you don't mind, I feel like I need to have a nice little chat with my little friend over here, gesturing to you, Gina. Yeah, I, I, the, yeah. Uh, like, I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about, everything you've been going on about, but uh, never actually met, you know. You, you. So, well, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm just very excited. Um, uh, I mean, you're all, d- do they know? Yeah, d- I shoot. Uh- <laughs> Oh my god! Does I assume that he does then? Um, I mean, yeah, he's got some idea. Like, not the whole ins and outs of it, as as much as uh, well. I I mean, I don't know much myself, but you know how it goes. Me neither, and me neither. So, like, yeah, he's got an idea. David, is Heron in the room at the moment? Yeah, Heron's kind of like (laughs) sort of. Hi, Heron. Yeah, like introduced uh, the professor and like sort of stood back as you've okay. all moved into the room. So he's kind of at the back of the group at this point. Okay, cool. Juno, is this person like you? Yeah. It was uh, the craziest thing, wasn't it? What was? What just happened? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there were, I mean, I'm happy to talk about this openly if you are in the current. Oh, yeah. Everyone here is fine. You just go ahead. You check what you like. It's like all <laughs> the strings just re 
knotted and and moved and and they were all over the place and and we were both stood on a flower it's like nothing I've ever experienced and I just tried to talk to you in your head like I do and it's like I was talking in my head like you heard your own voice in your head that's pretty normal I was trying to talk (laughs) when I was trying to talk in your head though can you do that yeah is that something we could do it's something I can do but I my what I can do has very much been taught to me by 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 my ginger. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that is a hundred percent what Julie would say. Just to clarify there, and what do you mean by your ginger? Is that like <laughs> is it like a cat or something? <laughs> Go on, Vicky. Tell us about your ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of sim, my ginger. No, no they haven't. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we have we definitely have not. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, ginger, ginger raised me when I was taken from my family, which I was told we all were. Right. Oh, no, I were see you? what you mean. Yeah, yeah. by Basil. So. Oh. <laughs> You're Basil. <laughs> yeah, like that's why I, I, hang, I hung, it, well, hung out. We're travelling with him for a while, me and Bas. <laughs> Great fun. And did he teach you all sorts of sort of sort of skills, I guess? Well, yeah, like how to survive and live in that. Yeah. Yeah, lots of I mean, to be honest, it was just a lot of reading books. We just went library to library. It was a bit boring. Oh, that sounds amazing. I mean, like oh. between the libraries it was fine, but like then it was just a lot of reading. I, I don't see the problem. And and what sort of things can you do? I'm so intrigued. Uh I, like magical, you mean? Yeah. I don't know, you know, the usual stuff, like, um, and he sort of holds out his hand and there's like a little uh, illusionary flower appears in it. He's like, yeah, like little things like that. Like, I mean, I can make slightly bigger flowers. Great. Lovely. That's really nice. <laughs> is, that, is that, well, I mean, like, what can you do? Is, you, is it more than just like show? Oh, she is quite extraordinary, sir. <laughs> Indeed. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I do quite a lot of talking between heads and, and reading what's in people's heads. And nice. T- I, I like talking to animals and, oh, I'm so sorry. This is Ruana. And she picks up micro Albel at Ruana and says, this is, this is my familiar, filled with the spirit of a dear friend of ours, a, uh, a witch who unfortunately came to a sticky end with some zombie animals in a woods. I'm sorry, you're talking like necromancy. Like you put, he, you put. He knows all about this, don't you, Heron? You put a dead person in a little, a little owlbear body. No, I didn't. She just did it to herself and arrived one day. Oh. And it, she wasn't an owlbear there, she was a raven. Oh, uh, like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's great. And I have to ask, do you have, do you have like a, a, a mark, an actual mark? Oh, yeah. Um, and he sort of turns, turns around and like pulls the back of his collar down. And there, just is at the base there? of his neck, is a is a seven petal flower. Oh. Um, Do not obviously, dear. Yeah, turns around and lifts it up, and she says, "Oh, you you'll have to excuse me. I've been kind of building on it over Blood, the years." Look at all them tattoos on your back. Look at them tits. It's <laughs> crazy, lady. It's yeah. a mess. Look, can I just have a look? And he sort of walks over and like lifts <laughs> lifts your jacket up a little bit more, trying <laughs> to see more of your back. So I think it goes right the way she up. Just there. sort of lifts it up. Yeah, yeah, it goes down there. As it's well, so. Oh, I mean, that's mad. How long did it take to get all that done? Well, I've been just doing them over the last probably 170 odd years, just bit by bit. This is my newest one. 
And she shows the message from Ginger that ends Golems sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> Golems are fun. Sound advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to ask you. I'm just yeah. kind of blown away. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I feel like I'm constantly looking for, for for this and I don't really know what to do or say now. Now I found someone. Well, you know, maybe that, like that's just part of it. We don't have to say anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just like exist with each other. That's fine. I do like saying things and chatting. <laughs> do you think we should, like, develop a secret handshake or something? Uh, definitely. Have you met any others? No, have you? No. Because oh, I thought maybe, like, we maybe we should learn a secret handshake and then go and find them and teach them the secret handshake and then, like, we'd all know it. Guy's just going to lean over to Oren and be like, this guy's a professor, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like a learned person, right? <laughs> I mean, but he said he didn't like libraries, so, I mean. <laughs> I'm definitely up for a secret handshake. All right, we'll get thinking and we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll put something together. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll workshop it a little yeah. bit until we got it, like, slick, and then and then we'll go out and teach everyone else. <laughs> All right. If if we ever meet someone else, I feel like this is quite unusual, right, that we've met. It is quite weird, yeah. I mean, did you see how that world exploded when we touched? Like, what was that? <laughs> that was craziness. We didn't see that, did we, the rest of the party? No, nobody else saw that. Right. Heron is kind of at the back being like, Well, um, shall we retire and have a discussion about what you've discovered, or would you all prefer to rest for a while before diving into it? I'm not going to be resting for a very long time, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, if you will follow me through, then we can um, take a seat in the in the study, and uh, and once dinner's ready, then we can just continue conversation. How does that sound? Yeah, great. Yeah, good. Wonderful. So, if you'd all follow me this way, and he turns and he leads you through to that seating area that he kept you in when you first came to Ilwyn Manor thirty something episodes ago. <laughs> oh, a long old time. Once you're all sat down, um, and he sort of walks off for a moment uh, and brings back a tray of uh, sort of teapots and, and tea bags and sort of milk and sugars and things on a tray. Puts them down, sits down. The whole time, Kid has just been like sort of sat back, like studying Juno a little bit, giving everybody else uh, like a look up and down. Very interested. Uh, goes and picks up his glasses off of the, the table and like comes and joins you. He jumps down into a seat that clearly he's he's been quite comfortable in in sort of claiming as his own whilst he's been staying there. Um, from the way he looks so relaxed in it. But um, mm-hmm. once Heron has taken a seat as well, there's just like a, a brief pause as the attention turns back to the five of you. Ah, uh, where do we begin? Well, before we give you the information, um, we discussed payment with you? Somebody who's better at talking about money than me? Um, oh, no, yes, of course. Um, yes, you were offered money uh, as you headed out and uh, with the agreement that when you returned, you'd be paid more. I can certainly hand that over to you now, if you wish. Yes, please. We really, really, really do need money. We're quite poor. We've taken to collecting spoons as a way to get money. <laughs> yes, yeah, been a bit tight. You take your part in that tween tied sea tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a way for us to earn a bit of money. Oh, and, like, uh, I mean, they've got that catapult going all times a day outside. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, so there's an option there. Have you had a turn? No, no, I'm not signed up, so they won't let me near it. <laughs> uh, but Heron kind of nods and stands up, leaves the room um, to organise payment. Kid sort of 
carries rattling on uh but as heron returns with bags he hands um sort of a small pouch to each of you gaius you realize uh yours is not as big as the others (laughs) damn it much smaller pouch (laughs) i just realized what that means (laughs) you see that um he's handed each of you 200 gold pieces but gaius you've only received 80 (laughs) damn uh-huh. Actions have consequences. So Don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> there is a nod from a knowing look from Heron to you, Gaius, and says, um, "Yes, it seems I purchased a music box." What? Uh- oh, this music box. Gwendolyn gets it out. <laughs> Guy face palms. <laughs> Amazing. It's lovely. I listen to it before I sleep sometimes. Yes, thank you very much for that uh, that very kind loan. <laughs> and Guy will get very squirmy in his chair. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, guess that happened. <laughs> so I'm adding 8,000 gold, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> That's 80 with 20 zeros after it, yeah. <laughs> um, but Heron says, I assume... The mission was of some success. Oh, yes. Yeah. We learnt a lot. There's a lot to fill you in with. Whew, where do we start? <laughs> and we start to tell Heron everything. Being quite vague on kind of what's happened to my own ferrocene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not tugging at that thread. Gwendolyn especially wouldn't want to tell, tell him where they've gone, but mm-hmm. enough to give him the full story of everything that went down. Cool, cool. So like you've included... Like the facts of Myra and Ferrocene, but just like yeah. left out the ending for them. Yeah. Mm. So like when we got back to Ferrocene's place, nobody was there. Okay, okay. And maybe just dialed down our connection to them just a little bit. Yeah. Just just some people we got information from rather yeah. than anyone we care mm. about. Okay, okay. Um, Do you mean, Ben, that you guys are Wingthrops? Oh, no, 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 no. Not that. No, no, no. Cool. No, our connection to Myra and Ferrocene. Cool, 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 cool. That cool. we got... Close to them. So, yeah, and, like, uh, you've informed them that, that Gaius and Orin are, in fact, related to the family, yeah. part of the family in some way. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that we, like, all take, like, a little bit of the story and, like, we're kind of, like, <laughs> passing it on to each other. And then yeah. this happened and blah, 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 blah. Guy sings his. It's like yeah. a super fan chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then when it comes to Enkidu, uh, Enkidu's death in the, the tasks, how, yeah, well, how much of that do you share? Akita would probably just like look around at everyone else and like just just say it's okay. I think Juno would like to like kind of hold his hand and just yeah. sort of not even do any kind of messaging with him, just sort of look at him and nod as if to be like yeah. consent in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> consent, yes. <laughs> and and sort of wait for like Enkidu to sort of nod and then start quite sort of slowly unfurling what happened and just sort of keep checking in with him as if like at any moment he can be like this is sort of too much kind of thing Mm. but not really hold anything back yeah yeah just sort of very very slowly Mm -hmm. piece by piece very as tactfully as possible just sort of releasing the the facts of what happened rather Mm. than trying to get too emotionally involved in it and just sort of keep checking in with Enkidu nice and yeah when there would be sort of the reveal that Enkidu is not the the same body that had left beforehand. There is there is sort of a, a, an added tension to Heron as he's sort of like 
he's basically doing what everybody else has done in like just trying to like take a beat and like assess whether or not Enkidu is in some way like a, a double agent or whatever. Um, but like in the whole explanation and uh, he, like sort of that tension does relax a little bit. Outside of the, the, the Wingthrup involvement, how much of your travels do you share as well? What like everything that happened in Rostal and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sort oh of the gosh, basic, yeah. yeah, all of the the faceless footman stuff, oh, all of the yeah. uh, the Medravane stuff. How much of that are you sharing? I think as well? we definitely would want to bring up the faceless footman, wouldn't yeah. we? Because we yeah. you'd have to because it's connected. That feels yeah. very relevant to Heron. That I think we'd bring up about the the member of the consortium that we met there. What's his name? Cleavet. Clayne. 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 Yeah, yeah. Because he read our minds, so he knows what we we're up to. Mm. So. Can we ask some, yeah, some information about Klain and Oratrix? Because that kind of like in the coded information that we have, like yeah. that's related. I think we, I suppose we want to find out a bit more. Does Hera know them? Yeah. And it doesn't hurt as well to tell him about the Medravane sort of like underbelly of crime and stuff in the Hex and how that might potentially be connected as well with the Consortium. Yeah, start with Rostal. Do you want to do that? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm, um, and Heron, uh, hearing all of the sort of, the names has like an awareness of them, and he he sort of says, um, "Yes, uh, scholar Oratrix is uh, well. He's it's understandable if he'd fallen in with those that type, but at the same time, it also does not come as a surprise to me if the consortium themselves have dealings with some criminal organisations." Why doesn't um, it surprise you about Oratrix? Do do you know him particularly well? Not particularly well. We did study. We we spent a few classes together. Uh, he's a, a fellow scholar, and um, yes, you just get that um, that kind of feeling from him. And he's not shy about some of his exploits either. Oh, a slightly boastful person. Slightly, and of course, he's using that to his advantage. He's trying to uh, form a stronger connection between a criminal world and and the consortium to to get a hold of uh, particular artifacts and and the such like for study. It's it's an unfortunate fact but uh does not come as a great surprise interesting you say about the getting hold of stuff i mean in my head orin has all the information written down but that's because ben does oh i think uh gaius i think you've got the letter with the the codes on am i right oh yeah yeah sure thing i'll rummage around and pull it out and give it to heron and orin will happily explain the ones that they've figured out Mm. um so lost call ross tool uh, and you see, we think that's Oratrix there on Academico. Uh, uh, there's a couple of other ones that we figured out, but uh, we're, we're still missing a few of the anagrams, and uh, uh, and we don't know what the lots are. Hmm. Yeah, Heron sort of gives the sort of the list a quick scan over, passes it over to Kirda, who also sort of like sort of turns it around a little bit in trying to like untangle some of the anagrams. It's like you just you sometimes got to look at it from a slightly different angle, don't you? Like he's almost reading the page upside down. He goes, but that room tunix, like if it's going to oh, yeah. to, to Oratrix, well, it's just consortium, isn't it? Oh, 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 to the consortium. Oh, good spot. Yeah, I don't know about Doctor Lichen, Lichen, whatever that is. Maybe yeah. some plant, some like I don't know, medical plant person. I don't know. That's just because I think it's just because it says Doctor Lichen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Do we know any medical plant people? <laughs> Maybe the doctor plant person is another person who looks after a petal person because uh, Juna has ginger, you have basil. Um, so it's like a group of aromatic uh, <laughs> petal guiders. Oh, gosh. There's a doctor mint yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, weren't the other ones anagrammed, though? Does it matter? Yeah, what the I word think the doctor true. and lichen should be an anagram, really, rather than a plant. Yeah, probably doctor. it's nothing to do with plants or doctors. But I like the way I like the way your brain's working, Carhild. Yes, on the case. <laughs> this uh, this uh, this faceless footman person—that's quite intriguing. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I did wonder if it was Oratrix working in some kind of disguise so he can be incog- incognito, as it were. A sort of a, a glance over to Heron, and Heron sort of raises an eyebrow, shrugs his shoulders a little bit, and says, oh, I don't know if Oratrix uh, has control of that kind of magic. It, uh, would it be a magic, or is it? Are they? Is that a, a type of... Per- I, don't, I don't really know. Is that is that a type of magic that someone can do, or is it... The type of person who can just change. Who can change, yeah. I believe both are possible. There are such things as um, as changelings, as doppelgangers, as, uh, as shapeshifters of various sorts. It could quite possibly be that, and not a, a magical a magical procedure as such. That hasn't been any news anywhere else around uh, of, of any other similar things happening. He shakes his head. Not that I've heard. Kid leans forward. Can someone just pass me the sugar? I've been trying to reach it for like a while. Sorry there, pal. Here you go. Oh, thanks. Just like random question. Uh, would you rather bite someone's finger off or their toes? <laughs> Definitely what? finger. What? This what I thought as well. <laughs> what? Sorry, I was just it was in my head. I thought I'd ask it. Toes. Uh Professor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah says so Ori desperately trying to get the conversation back onto track <laughs> am I right in thinking that you were the one who researched this map yeah pointing out the map that uh, that Carhilda still has uh, with, uh, who has the map uh, the map given it to uh, Gaius because Gaius is the head rambler oh cool <laughs> with uh, the, the three bits of text on about the, the three different yeah, I mean, like, it's information I gathered. I put it on the map. I didn't necessarily go to all those locations. It's just things I discovered, and I thought it'd be probably oh, right. wise to go look into if we're looking at some, like, global conspiracy. You know, I mean, it's probably not global, <laughs> just national conspiracy. It's what uh, I love this guy. Where did you get all the info from? Oh, from, like, yeah. all over, like, the randomest little scraps of books. Some, like, people telling me, for like, rumours and stuff like that that I then looked into a little bit more. Uh, a couple of libraries here and there, you know. A few Reddit forums. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of information uh, do you and Heron have on the Wingthrups? I believe there's, we've been told there's some Wingthrups within the consortium. Would you would you know who those are or are they more hidden? Uh, again, Heron nods and he says, yes, there's um, Arcanist Exissa Wingthrup. Would they have a propensity for divination magic? Uh, quite possibly she has, uh, quite an established arcanist. Uh, and again, partly, I assume due, due to some nepotism of, of sorts, uh, the consortium wanting to, to keep a good faith with, with the Wingthrop business. Um, do you know where she is now? Just out of curiosity. I don't know her every movement, but, uh, she does quite regularly frequent, uh, the consortium in Forlos Vale. 
Do you know any of her family members, perhaps? The Wingthrops? Well, as in uh, any of her close family members, perhaps her brother, sister, um, parents? Um, I, I don't, unfortunately. I'm sure she has all of those things, but uh, I'm not particularly close with her. I've, I've never actually worked with her myself. You were talking about the nepotism. Like, is there any other Wingthrops in, like, the court consortium? And, like, what's her ranking in it? Is there, like, a higher echelon of, like, arcanists inside the consortium? Like, an inner ring? Yes, so um, in the study halls, uh, we have the scholars. Uh, we are, I suppose, just beyond uh, apprentices. We are we are fairly well established and accepted into the, the consortium's hierarchy. Uh, but we are mostly, well, pencil pushers uh, and uh, note takers for the arcanists who are above us. They, they lead the investigations and the research themselves. Um, and then above the arcanists, uh, there, are, there is the high circle. The, the the ruling council of the consortium, if you will. And how many are on that, like, high council? Uh, just three in the high circle. Who are they? Uh, Clovain Nix, uh, Elamir Toscan, and Petra Granius. So the Wingthrop you were just talking about, then, she is an arcanist and you are a scholar, right? That's correct. Okay, just wanted to get, the, like, the, the lay of the land, so to speak. And uh, there aren't any other like, Wingthrops on any other, I don't know, levels? Not uh, to my current knowledge. Uh, there, there may be some in the apprentices. Uh, there's always one or two, but there are a fair amount of apprentices. We don't really keep track of them. Not all of them last to uh, become scholars. Um, Master Hillwyn, I have a question for you. If arcanists lead research and topics, question maybe a bit personal for you. Mm. How are you able to perform this current task, which we're involved with, with this amount of freedom? You don't have any oversight from the arcanist you're attached to? No one peeking over your shoulder? There is some, um, uh, some oversight of my work, but we scholars are not directly connected to one arcanist. Uh, we are sort of a, a, a bank of, of administration for them to use. Uh, we are often assigned to them for certain tasks. And, well, unfortunately, I have been rather resigned to... Uh, well, this is partly why we're looking into into this. And he sort of glances over at Kierda. Kierda and I met so many years ago in the Mercerlands as I was on a an assignment, and um, he had some interest in the rise of Dravain as a whole, as a country, and asked me to to look into it. We we became friends, so I, I agreed that I would. However, as I tried to reach that information, I was put onto minor administrative tasks, moved away from it, kept from it, mm. which, of course, sparked more interest. And what do they think you're researching while you're doing what you're really doing? Well, all sorts. I was looking into the founding members of the, the consortium. Uh, I thought that wouldn't be particularly difficult to reach, but it seems that it has been. Since then, I've been distracting them with uh, well, lots of paperwork, lots of copying of, of, of their research across uh, various books. Uh, it takes some time to, to copy the proper arcane sigils and rituals from one book to another, and that's why we often end up being tasked with it. And um, David, can you remind me, what was the name of the consortium member who met us after the Kral incident? Mm, uh, Zeravir Tarek. And I'll mention this name to Heron. Where, where is her rank in the consortium? 
Uh, she is uh, an arcanist. She is on par with with Klain, with uh, Axissa, uh, the step above me, essentially. As I remember, she was a bit of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, all of my experience of uh, the arcanists is that they've all got slides stick up their bum. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long have you two known each other? Has it been a long time? Oh, it's been years. Like, we met because uh, he would do in, like, he was sent out with one of, I can't even remember, with one of them arcanists over to the Merseylands. And that's where I was hanging out at the time uh, uh, for, like, some negotiations and stuff. Like, you know, out that way. Do you know the Merseylands well? No, not at all, personally. Oh, like, sorry, you're just quite well-spoken, so I figured that you might have spent time out there. Like, it's a great point for, like, all the other countries just to have a little chat. Uh, nice, like, neutral territory. Uh, so, like, they were just trying to put some, like, P's and Q's on some trade options and stuff. And, like, uh, I, my family used to help out with a lot of that. So, like, I kind of, like, hang out there sometimes. Anyway, Heron was there, and, like, it was in one of these, like, posh dinners that we had a nice chat. And, uh... And yeah, we just like kept communicating through there because, like, basically, I thought that's a way to get some research done myself. So, do you have a, a reason personally why you you wanted to do this research? Were you just curious, or I don't know. I'm just kind of used to like reading up about stuff, and like, if I find something that I feel like's a little bit weird, I like looking into it. You know, where? Uh, sorry, um, where? When were you in the Mercy Lands? Oh, like, on and off, like, I'm, like, what, 132, so, like, I've probably spent about good, like, 50 years of my life there, on and off. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh. Why, have you been there? Yeah, I spent some time there. Oh, nice. Like, what kind of thing were you doing? Uh, growing up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Like, what, you're part of one of the families? Like, because you don't sound like you're from there. Like, most people sound like me from there. Oh, yeah, uh, no, I mean, uh, I moved out when I was quite young, really. Yeah, I, I guess I was only little when I was there. Pretty tiny, really. Uh, yeah. Don't remember a huge amount about it, but... Oh, like, really yeah. little. Sometimes I get confused with you humans, but, like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, what did I say? I think I said I was 24. Yeah, I think you said 24. <laughs> we don't actually know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know... Exactly. I mean, they're all less than a hundred. <laughs> I mean, but that's what's weird is that sometimes they look way older. Mm. <laughs> and Kiri starts sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I was looking into some, um, like, I just write reading, like, histories and stuff. Like, I just like stories. <laughs> and um, I found... Like, as I was looking into Dravain, you know, just because, like, these Dravanians come over all the time and they're quite nice folk, really. So I thought, oh, I'll just learn a bit about their history. Then I'll get to know them a little bit better. I could throw out, like, some facts that they probably didn't know, you know what I'm saying? And, um, well, then, like, as I was looking into it, I just literally couldn't find, like, what happened to a lot of these people. Huh. Like, do you know, like, Brumath, like, the first king in that, he didn't even have a funeral. It's well what? weird. Didn't. Yeah, they just announced he was dead, and that was that. Next king, move on. Oh, goodness sake. No funeral. Yeah, it was right weird. Anyway. Wait, 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 like wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, anyway? Wait, this is you. He wasn't buried or cremated or anything like well, that. Well, I assume he's got buried. I think he's got, like, I don't know. I've never been to the city, but, like, I assume he's got some, like, this is where he's buried, and, like, oh, look at this nice. I don't know. But if you haven't found that information and you've been researching for a long time, then. 
maybe somebody has his body. Oh, that's weird. No, it's not that weird. Well, um, like, he just didn't have a funeral. Like, not everyone has funerals. I mean, that is weird. A, a kid who's going to grab Juna's hand. <laughs> mm. And, I don't know, he'll whisper, like, can we, can we, can we message? She messages, yes, of course we can. <laughs> what if Rumath's body is inside a bunker somewhere? You talking in each other's heads because you're looking at each other right <laughs> weird. She said she could do it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Oh, sorry, I won't interrupt. Secret conversation. Off you go. Oh, can you do that? <laughs> we all just stare at them having their secret conversation in their heads. Yeah, yeah, the whole room. <laughs> Shuna turns and goes, anyway. The, the thing we found in Crow's Tower, could that be Rumath still after all this time? Anything is possible, yes. It totally could be. Should we hold on to it instead of speculating? It might not go anywhere if we bring it up. But they might know. They might know things. Yeah, and did we tell them about the paint, the portrait of Rumath in Erida's secret room? <laughs> Sorry, this is funny Daryl saying it's not in <laughs> If I suppose if we told them everything, then... Yeah. Doesn't hurt us, does it? No. Uh, uh, just for the for the record, um, when when... Juna was talking about like all of the Enkidu stuff. She has not mentioned about the people in Enkidu's head unless Enkidu has brought that up. That's something she has stayed very clear clear of. Yeah, thanks. Because she doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that's anything to do with anything. Yeah. Just so that we're all aware that that okay. I have, cool, like cool. Juna hasn't brought that up. But if Enkidu wants to, he can. Okay, cool. Should we just tell them? Yeah. Yeah, let's just tell them. Yeah, so anyway, uh, side note. (laughs) We went in this tower, which wasn't a tower, and yada, yada, yada. Juna starts to sort of, unless anyone tries to stop her, say basically about the tower and the mirrors and and what Enkidu's just brought up. And my my good friend Enkidu here said, that is this anything to do with this, that and the other? Do you know about this? No, I don't, personally. Again, shoots a look over to Heron. Um, he says, well, it does sound like a, a fairly archaic way of communicating. Um, a closed system, as it were. Uh, much less chance of, of others um, intercepting messages and in, in, uh, uh, conversations. Have you ever seen anything like that at the consortium, if they're linked to it? Mm. Um, I've, I've read about such things. Uh, again, as I said, it's sort of a closed uh, network, uh, closed system, but I, I've i not ever used one like that myself, and I, I don't believe there is any, well, I mean, that likely are active. Uh, there was this horrible, yeah, horrible sort of eyesy mouth. Creature, person, thing. Right. Kind of a lich can't be trusted. thing, maybe, a or cracked I don't know. One, two cracked ones. Uh, the, the the can't be trusted was a different yeah. one. I was, oh yeah, there was a can't be trusted. Yeah. There was sort of a pair of eyes, wasn't there? Which spoke celestial. Yeah, when we I spoke, spoke to it. Yeah, and three smashed mirrors. That's and we we one. were trying to piece it together because we were thinking that's five mirrors. Plus, uh, we found it in Crow's tower, and I mean, you know all about Crow. Mm. Um, uh, so that was six. So we were we think there were seven founding members of the consortium. That's right, isn't it? It was the king, Crow. Erida, Garamir Hastan, Bruthless Lister, and two that are, I think you haven't 
found out who they were, or at least I don't think you've told Actually, us. Actually, we've got some information about them. Don't you worry. <laughs> like, you've been working away, I've been working away. Oh, good. Uh, and it sort of stands up. I've just got question marks in my notes currently. Uh, um, uh, but as Kirda stands up, uh, Nurum, the butler, sort of arrives at the door. Um, it's, uh, dinner is ready. If you'd all like to follow me, we have curried potatoes. <laughs> Is there a smell of burning potatoes? <laughs> it's sort of uh, become much more fragrant as the conversation has gone on. Yeah. As we walk to dinner, Judah turns to Enkidu and says, Bon appetit, Enkidu. Like with a bit oh. of an attitude. <laughs> I'm going to eat it anyway, Enkidu says through gritted teeth. Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Hello there, crumpets, tea enthusiasts and abracalads. It's been a while, but I am once again treating you to the sultry tones of a poorly grace. Just a cold, thankfully. But, talking of cold, parts one and two of our Wodenar one-shot are on our Patreon get it because it's cold in the Wolden Isles and I've got it cold to chill out with Ben Galpin as DM and shiver with Superfan Sam as our special guest head over to www.patreon.com forward slash no small roles now if you're like me and you enjoy a mini-series with a special guest or two, you may be interested to hear that we have a very exciting four-parter heading to our main podcast feed in May and June of this year. However, if you just can't wait to hear the further adventures of a certain blue-haired bard, we plan to release the first episode on Patreon at the end of this month. It's going to be fabulosa, darlings. And if fabulous is your thing, you might want to find out what happens next to my Yuanti Pure Blood glamour bard, Soraya Rakisa. If you do, head over to Three Black Halflings for part two of Outlaws and Obelisks, Slowdown Showdown. Excited about all this content? Tell us on social media. We are at No Small Roles on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook by searching No Small Roles. And if you want a chance to chat with fellow crumpets about No Small Roles, your own games, post memes, etc., even share your art and creations with us, then get yourself over to our Discord. Most recently, Karen bought tiefling Malleus to life with her amazing art and Tiamat has started painting wonderful minis of the Fate Mark V. So to join our Discord, simply follow the link in our show notes. As always, we'd love you to help us spread the word about No Small Roles. We've not received any reviews in 2022 yet, so if you've been meaning to write us one, now would be the perfect time. And once again, I'd like to finish this week's announcements with a massive congratulations, this time to our darling Ben Galpin. You may remember that Ben was in Dragons and Mythical Beasts at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre over the summer. And that production has just received an Olivier Award nomination for Best Family Show. So we will be keeping everything crossed for you and your cast, Ben. That's all from me for now. Let's get you back to our story. 
So you all move through uh, into a dining room, um, which actually isn't that big. Um, and you can tell from the way like sort of extra chairs have been brought in that they're not really used to serving this many people at once. Is there a little like table at the end of the table? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of the, the, the tablecloth doesn't quite stretch. They've clearly had to pull the table out a little bit. So it doesn't quite like meet at each end. But uh, Kida sort of run off as as you've uh, sort of moved through the house. And he comes back in with a couple of scraps of paper as well. He goes, look, like, yeah, so these are just like the notes that we've got so far uh, about okay. the last two uh, members. Like, that's Adithal Chargelt and Neurolf Eldrain. Like, again, cannot find much about them, but this is what we got. Uh, and he sort of hands it over to you, Orin. Can I read it, please? You can. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Uh, Orin reads out loud. Okay, so Adithil Chargelt, the very first seat of the high circle in the Arcanist Consortium, was deposed, but she was still given the honour of a burial within the grounds of the Consortium. Oh, well, she was at least buried, so, I mean, that's something. Yeah, like, we got that, um, and like Heron says there, that like there's like a full courtyard that's like dedicated to her. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, uh, other one here, so Neurolf... Eldrain. Stories of the Archmage usually involve skirmishes at the border in the barrier marshes. Little look over at Gwen. There was no records of what were what happened to him, but the latest they could find mention him was having been stationed in Draslan. Do we know where Draslan is? Um you can have a quick check of the map, but basically it's one of the um one of the towns on the on the border of Dravain. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, got it on the map. Oh, it's not too far from the Golden Forest, actually. It's just a little bit northeast of the Golden Forest. Okay. And um, so there's no uh, weird, mysterious goings-on with them that you're aware of then? Like, not hugely, but like, as I said, like, she was uh, the first first seed of the High Circle. She was deposed, so, like, why if they've, like, buried her in the grounds anyway? That's, like... I don't know. Like, if they've kicked her out, like, surely they wouldn't want to... I don't know why she was kicked out either. There's just, like, some talk. Uh, And then, yeah, I don't know much about the other guy, but he just seemed to be a little bit more like, bang, bang, let's go fighting the elves, you know? And like I say, yeah, we kind of got, like, info that he was fighting up there, but then I don't know what happened to him. Like, I'm not sure whether or not he died up there or something. Yeah. Right. So never never sort of seen... Again, potentially, or, or just disappeared off the radar. Yeah, kind of thing. I don't know what a radar is. I've just made it up. <laughs> so it's likely that the this uh, uh, Adith, Adith, how do I say it again? Adithal. <clears throat> Retcon. So it's likely that this Adithal, that's again wrong, isn't it? Retcon again. So this first lady is highly likely <laughs> that she's the one who's not to be trusted, potentially, if we're talking about these windows. Potentially, or if she has died and is buried, could be one of the smashed ones because there's no way of contacting her anymore. Yeah? Yeah. If she truly is dead. But why couldn't they be trusted? What was their agenda in the first place? That's what we, have, what we haven't uncovered just yet. Hmm. To rule Dravain. They already did. To rule it forever. Yeah, that's what I find weird about this whole thing is that they're like, they were in charge and like what they set up is still in kind of in charge. So... Like, why is there no, like, big old celebration about these people? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. something shifty is going on. That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a few statues of them around we've found. Yeah, mm. but that's about it. 
Like no big like, oh, Fanders Day, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Erida yeah. is, as we all know, so keen just to get anyone on the throne. Well, this is what she reckons, isn't it? What, what she was saying to you, Enkidu, that she that the Wingthrops just want someone on the throne. Well, not just anyone, but it's the blood is important for some reason. Out of interest, um, Heron and Kierda, who would either of you want to see on the throne? Like, out of who? Well, it seems like there's several contenders at the moment. There's Berrien, there's um, Tymon Prevos. I'm sure there's other people who we don't even know about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, whichever of them's going to just, like, do the best, that's what I think. And Heron kind of shrugs his shoulders a little bit and says, Personally, I'd prefer Prevos over Berrien, but... I don't really have much of a say in that. Is he telling the truth, David? Oh, you can make an insight check if you like. <laughs> I probably should have been doing that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 16. Um, Heron has always been quite hard to read, so you're not entirely sure whether or not he like truly believes it, but it, you also just get the impression that he almost doesn't care. Yeah. Like, that he's, um, he's not really sold on anyone, or at least whoever sat on the throne is not of a concern to him. So he's not put much thought into it. Yeah, it's, it sounds like Heron is, is of the idea that whoever is in charge of the country is really, you know, it's more towards the consortium as opposed to, like, who's sitting on the throne as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, there's a whole power play that we're not aware of about the consortium versus the crown. But at the moment, it just sort of feels like the crown is sort of the sort of bread and circuses almost, um, while the consortium is just the oligarchs of this of this nation mm-hmm. is, yeah, is the vibe that, that, that you're I'm getting. getting. May I have the definition of oligarchs, please? Oligarchs, so a choice few people who are privileged and wield power through financial or various re- means. Imagine a bunch of oil tycoons who um, uh, are just pushing around uh, a president to create policies that are generous or benefiting to those companies. Yeah. So really, actually, it's not the person who's in the, you know, presidential palace, but it's more those individual people that are just sort of using that person as a puppet. The people with the money and the power. Yeah. Uh, Influence, yeah. But uh, kind of behind a a figurehead almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gwendolyn asks, so... Who are the consortium behind? You know, what's the consensus there, or is it a mix? Uh, Officially, they cannot take sides. Oh. Though, of course, within the consortium, there are supporters of all sides, as uh, uh, mages and spellcasters come from uh, quite a range of of walks of life. And and my understanding is that the consortium is sort of officially there to advise the king whoever they may be. Is that right? Uh, yes, we uh, we advise the king on, on arcane matters. Or queen. Or queen. Or, or queen. The monarch. The monarch, yeah. On arcane matters and police spellcasters, should they start to endanger the populace. Oh, really? It seems like we're not really going to find out anything further tonight. I don't think this is a mystery we've got all the pieces for yet. But we've got more pieces than we had when we arrived here. Absolutely. Yeah. Y- yeah. It's been very, very helpful. Hmm. Juna shoots. Kieda a wink. <laughs> Juna shoots. Oh God, you've invented guns. Um... Juna decides she is for the dark and kills everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it has been revealed. Kieda, yeah, gives a big shrug. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's great chat. And like, 
to be honest, as long as you're all quite happy to carry on going out there and looking into stuff, I'd really appreciate that myself. Just like to scratch this massive itch that I've got. And obviously, like, yeah, if there happens to be something corrupt going on, great, we've learned about it, you know? That's what I was going to ask. Heron, uh, what in an ideal world would you like us to do next? If I'm not saying we're agreeing to it, but what would you want us to do if we were to carry on our arrangement? Yes, uh, if you could continue researching and travelling as much as possible, I would, we would appreciate that. Of course, uh, I'm trying to do this, trying to reach this information through uh, secretive means so that it's not shut down even further and even further restricted. Oh, that's why we have the cover of doing the spoon competition. You see, it makes sure that nobody looks at us as if we're, you know, up to no good. We've got a good solid cover. I think that's wise, yes. Yeah, it's just a cover. <laughs> yes, we're going we're going through a lot of um efforts of deception to keep our, you know, tracks covered. Very, you know, personal danger to ourselves. It's a very uh it's a very uh, high risk occupation you've got us in now. You know, I'm just saying, you know, to go forward, it's going to be, you know, worth our while because, you know, we're not just, you know, rubbing up against, you know, your, your standard little crime gangs. We're going up against potentially some of the most powerful people in the country. So all I'm saying, Heron, is, you know, maybe a, a generous increase to our salary would be appropriate. Also, turns out that boats are really expensive. So expensive. <laughs> I think our first... Um... Like, our biggest obstacle is travel in the first place. It takes us mm-hmm. days and weeks to get anywhere at all. If there's any way of getting to the places we want to investigate faster, I mean, that that would be a great help to us. Absolutely. So our two big hindrances at the moment are money and logistics in that order. He's a funny one, isn't he? Because he's, like, using your name all over the place to get stuff paid for, and then he's asking for more money. It, do you know what? It is an endearing quality. Like, I don't want to, like, throw you under the under the cart there, mate, but, uh... <laughs> like, uh, I, he's trying to run you down, Heron. Come on. What, what other money you got? Um, and Heron sort of smiles and, like, sort of nods. Um, of course, uh, further payment can be granted... Should more information be delivered? And I'm sure, yes, uh, a, a cart can be procured for you all. We did lose our magnificent steed, worth probably two steeds, really. Four steeds. A cart and a, t- a two-horse wagon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> that might take uh, a, a day or so to organise for you, uh, but I, I can... Oh, well, we've got a catapult to go and see in the morning <laughs> uh, and uh, another spoon to acquire. Just for cover. Do you know what the other spoon thing is? Just out of interest. Heron shakes his head. Um, and Kid is like, no, no idea. Like, I'll, I'd like drinking at Drake's. Drake's is great. But, uh, like, second task, like, there's got the catabout out front. That's great. Audience out there. Second one, locked away in a room, innit? Secret, secret. Oh, oh. oh yeah. I'm even more excited about that than the catabout. Don't hole. even know what it is until you get in there. Oh. So, Heron, um... Do you guys know any like secure place in this city where Can we I could... ask where you got your mask from? It's just quite nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh what this thing? Yeah. Um well, actually it was given to me by a, a friend of mine. Uh Z. She runs a uh a, a very successful, very high end uh, uh theater company that goes around the country, the globe, really. <laughs> oh. I've never heard of her, so 
Is it uh? Is it like how successful are they? Because like I quite like the theater, but I, I've never heard of them. Oh, you may have heard of them. The uh, uh they're called the uh, the Class Act Theater Company. Nice. I'll look out for them. Yeah. Uh, and and like other other random question. Only that like not to you, Mister Marsbard. Uh, uh, you uh with with your your teapot goose thing. Oh yes. Yeah, like that's a great tattoo you got down your arm. Where'd you get that done? I uh, didn't get it done anywhere um it's kind of arrived one day don't really know where from like in the post or something no it didn't arrive in the post did it arrived on my arm just in your arm like what do you mean i just arrived (laughs) in my arm that's a weird phrase you hear yourself (laughs) (laughs) well i i um it's, it's just sort of turned up on it on the arm, uh, one day. I, I don't really know how to explain it more than that. Um, why? No, like, it's just cool. Okay. Just looks great. I'm just wondering, like, if it was, like, a local person. I'm thinking of doing what June has done, like, and, like, getting tattoos done all over myself. I just thought uh-huh. if you've got a guy. I can do some for you. Oren's lent me some gear. No, it's all right. I've got a slightly different style to you, June, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yours are very nice, but I thought maybe I'd just get a professional to do it. And Oren's looked a little bit more. She did these ones on me. Gwendolyn holds up her uh, arm with the two little tattoos on they're, they're different they're really good they're lovely yeah yeah, yeah. lovely great <laughs> fucker these potatoes are lovely aren't they yeah <laughs> great potatoes nice curry Professor. potatoes yeah uh, well have you ever seen anyone with like a marking on them like mine then not like that no what but different similar like tattoos yeah i've seen like gina's got loads well yeah you know not tattoos but like i mean sometimes mine kind of like hang on um, Orin's going to tinker with Aggie for a few moments to see if, like, the tattoo will just sort of slightly, or his, his mark, sorry, will slightly kind of glow and just slightly come to life in the way that it does when he's tinkering sometimes. And, like, sort of there is a hush at the table as everyone's sort of watching it. And, yeah, like, as you sort of focus and, like, almost try to, to create that, it does start to, to react and shift slightly. Um, anything like that? So that's like a magic tattoo is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Wow. Yeah, you got to put me in touch with the with the person that sent you that. Then uh, no, no one sent me it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it didn't. It didn't arrive in the post. It, I, it arrived on my arm. I had a. Um, I mean, it's nice. I do you think you, Mister Robot Man? Do you think that you could get tattooed? Like, if you tried that. Like, or is your skin like... What the heck is a robot? Okay. Like, you know, like little robotics and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yes, I can get... To- I think so. Well, the tattoo in my hand was... Sorry, I'm just making conversation because... Yeah, yeah uh, sure. Um, like, because like, I figured if we were done with the, with the, with the in- like investigation stuff, let's just get to know each other, you know? <laughs> well, I think I can be tattooed. I've not tried. Um... The one I had in my original body is on the body I've got right now, so I guess it's possible. Do you want me to try and give you a tattoo now yeah. and see if it goes? Let's tattoo on? something on the back of his head. <laughs> uh, no thanks, because if it does, then it's permanent, and I don't think I want one. Well, if you change your mind, then uh, how do I get rid of it? You don't. This is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's probably a magical way somehow, I'm sure. Uh, I'm okay. Um, Ooh, but if we did tattoo you, then if you ever got replaced by a different one of you, then we'd know because only you would have that tattoo. No, but the thing is, didn't he have marks on him before that we recognised as but, being... Yes, but they've got a copy of our Enkidu. Oh, yeah. So if they ever try to do, you know, a switcheroo on us or something uh, in the dead of night, but maybe, then we would always know which was our Enkidu oh. because you'd have um, like a, a mark or something. We should all get secret tattoos because then if any of us get replaced <gasps> any by of the us could be replaced. footman, then yeah. we'll all know that we have a secret oh, yeah. tattoo. And like, if you get the tattoo on the back of your head, then you'll never be able to see it, which means that the, the, the what's her name, Erida, will never actually be able to like try and copy it. I think that's a, that's a solid idea. Let's do it. I mean, she might be able to see ours if we all got matching. Yeah, tattoos. she might be able to hear um, everything we're saying anyway. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, but then we don't tell her. What the uh, what the tattoo is? I'll just do a surprise one and never tell you. I'll never tell anyone else. <laughs> well, no, I just will never. I'll never tell Enkidu, and then everyone else just doesn't tell Enkidu, and and just keeps it secret. Yeah. I, I don't hate the idea at all. I think I'll sleep fully clothed for no one. Maybe we should sleep on it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like maybe you should. Maybe you should tattoo him whilst he's asleep. No, <laughs> I shall just never sleep again. <laughs> Because then he wouldn't even know he's got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're just spitballing conversation. Um, frosting. Do either of you two um partake? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no much about it. Um, it just keeps seem to be coming up in our uh journey, and just wondering if either of you have got any uh knowledge about it. Suppliers. Not that we're looking to buy. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, Kierda sort of shakes his head. Heron sort of tilts his and says, um, "It's a fairly well-known uh, drug, uh, a substance uh, that can, can be used to great effect in interrogations and the such like, and um, has been spread as a um, a social uh, thing as well uh, as a way of releasing inhibitions." Okay, you you haven't sort of noticed lots around or. Heard talk about it or anything? Uh, not personally. No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> are we? Are we trying? Sorry. Are we circling around the idea of like telling him about the Baron thing and the fact that Baron like uses it on mass to like? Recruit? I think we've already. Oh, I feel like we've yeah. told. Yeah. Told yeah. We basically we yeah. told them yeah. everything. Pretty fine, much. fine, yeah. fine, 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 yeah. fine, fine. I think I was just trying to find out if they knew any, if they've got any sort of recent information, or, or if there's you know any stories going around in Vernal Rise about you know. Frosting trading or anything. Or carpets. <laughs> yeah, or carpets. Yeah. Oh. Bought any new carpets recently? <laughs> uh, no, like the, the sort of any information about the hex that you sort of ask after them, the two of them don't seem the most clued up on that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, a lot of the frosting, the carpets, all of the, that kind of stuff. There's not a huge amount of, of revelations that they can offer, unfortunately. Uh, Professor, final question for me, then. Let's go. Um, uh, all right, okay. You haven't been to... Uh, your journeys have taken you around a bit. Have you been to, like, Sulmarath or... Yeah. Right? Oh, really? Well, yeah, I'm a gnome, so... Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Like, it's just where a lot of us come from. <laughs> like... Yeah, gnomes are all over Sumerath. 
Oh, yeah, no, of course. I, I didn't want to assume, you know. Oh, no, thanks. Like, yeah, um, like I've been Sormareth, I've been like to the Brackenberg Tribalities, I've been to uh, Penazofa, that was fun. Uh, I spent some time in the Cantorian Empire, do not go there. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, like, you think the Consortium's got to stick up their ass? Like, oh, my Lord, everybody there is just walking around like, oh, no, we've got to be great, but, like, they're not great. You know, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, um, great fun playing with them, though. Uh, where else have I been? Like, you know, I've just been all over the place. Did you, well, well, you were in Silmarath. Yeah. Um, oh, this sound like a stupid question. You didn't come across a gnome with a like a mechanical arm or anything, did you? Or someone with a big mark on their face? No. No? No? Okay. Do you mean no or gnome? Gnome? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't I, like a uh, what kind of mark on their face? Like <laughs> I don't really like a know. Big mole or something? No, I don't know. Like a big old spot. <laughs> no, like one of those not. spots that, like, if you start squeezing it, it's got to like just get all that pus out, oh and like God. you think, oh, it's uh, done, and uh, then it carries uh, no, on. No, no, I think I've been putting my curry potatoes, and then it like yeah. <laughs> Orin just pushes his plate away from him. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm full. All oh, right. Well. Lovely potatoes, everyone. Great potatoes. Mine was a little bit burnt on one side. Was that just mine? I think it was meant to be like that. There's like a smash from the kitchen. <laughs> uh, right. Well, um, it's been great chat. Uh, you're staying over or like and Heron sort of winces a little bit. Says we, we, we don't have spare rooms in the, in the, the manor. Oh. We could go back to Drake's. Yes, we'll need to go there tomorrow anyway, so... Yeah, we'll stay over at Drake's. And if you... Yeah, seeing as you love Drake's, you can come and have a drink with us if you want. Yeah, I mean, like, I might do some reading tonight and then, like... Oh, what, you reading? Drop in for lunchtime or something. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. We'll probably be doing the spoons thing, so you might want to come watch us do that. I'll come watch you do some spoons. Oh, yeah. Um, Heron, have you got um a suggestion for where we could keep, like... We've basically got this, like, door... That means we can, like, travel back yeah. here, like, post-haste um, from anywhere. It's pretty cool. You know, we're just amazing like that. We have loads of resources. Give us more money. Oh, wonderful. And... Oren pulls out the little mini door. <laughs> and, yeah, is there a way, is there a place you think this would be secure to stay in? Just as a quick portal back. We need to make it big. Yeah, we'll need it to be big. Uh, it, it can't be this size. We wouldn't fit. Like a regular-sized door. Um, yes, we have um, some space uh, in in either the study or, or I could... Oh. Mm. Probably don't want it in either of your bedrooms in case we came through at an inappropriate <laughs> time. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, true. that's a good um, thing. Yes, yeah. yes uh, f- follow. Um, and he sort of uh, he he leads you, Orin, actually into the kitchen where there is sort of a, a, a shelving unit in one corner that's got loads of like bags of uh, ingredients and things on it. And he just sort of pulls it out of the way, much to the butler's sort of grumbles, <laughs> um, sort of shuffles it over and says, "Oh, yes, it's probably uh, space just here in the corner. Is this large enough?" Oh. Yeah, uh, this this should do. Okay, uh, can I set it up now? Is that right? Oh yes, uh, uh, go ahead. Okay, um, Oren's gonna put the little door up against the wall, um, and then he's gonna pull out his enlarged potion that he's been carrying around with him, uh, and he is going to making sure that the the door is right against the wall. Pour the enlarged potion onto the door. Nice. Um, <gasps> I'm so excited. That's and so cool. For there's like a brief moment of like, uh, as nothing seems to happen, uh, but then suddenly, sort of the uh, the energy of this oil starts to like glisten around the door, uh, and just very slowly, it just starts to expand until it hits 
sort of the corner of the wall and then stops on the other side. So it almost fills up the entire the entire floor to ceiling space. Okay, hang on, hang on. I've got to try this. I've got to try this. Orin's going to... They're in the kitchen, right? Yeah. He's going to go outside the kitchen door, shut it. He's going to get his key, the key for the door, Mm -hmm. put it into the lock of the kitchen door and turn it and open the door. Yeah. Uh, And there's like, yeah, a brief arcane fizzle at the keyhole. And as you swing the door open, you step into the kitchen because it's the kitchen door but also <laughs> from a different angle in the kitchen <laughs> wow that's cool um, and Heron sort of watches from inside of the kitchen you'd leave and then appear through the door and he says yes I, I, that, but, but that's quite remarkable it's pretty cool isn't it wow. we'll certainly make uh, returning here much faster Oh, yeah, we'll be back here in the morning in no time. Get breakfast on. I would say, like, maybe there's one thing, which is we, we all agree to use this door only when we know we're not being followed. Like, for example, if we're being chased by a horde of goblins or something like that, and we need to get out quickly, yes, but as long as there's definitely a, a you know, nothing can follow us through. I would appreciate that, yes. Because <laughs> I can imagine, like, that's the one issue with this door, is it leads us straight back here. So long as we close the door behind us, they shouldn't be I, able to... Follow us or take the key out. Should also appreciate if you could send me word, as obviously this is quite a security risk. Yeah, of course. Yes, we will oh, do yes. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we can ask Junior to uh, send you a little message, or I can send you a note. Uh, and it and it works uh, in reverse, does it? Uh, I, th- it, I think as long as the key's in the door. Hang on, let's try an experiment. Orin's going to leave the key in the kitchen door mm-hmm. and shut the new door. That's the, the homeward door, mm-hmm. but the key's still in the kitchen door. And then he's going to open up the homeward door again. And you just see a wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> what if you put the key in the homeward door? Where do you go then? Oh, yeah. Hang on. Open up the kitchen door. Take the key out. <laughs> close the kitchen door. Open. Uh, put the key in the homeward door. Turn it. It turns. The door opens. And again, it's just a brick wall. Oh. Uh, okay. So as soon as we shut the door, that, that closes. Is that right? And the key was left in the kitchen door. So it's only a one way. So can we go back if the door is still open? Or is it... As long as the door's open. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Hang on. Let's just check. (laughs) Key in kitchen door. Uh, Open kitchen door. Am I in the... I come through the homeward door? You come through the homeward door. Yeah. Walk back through the homeward door the other way. Yep. Uh, And whilst the door is open, like it's like a clear pathway between the two locations. It's like tennis watching Orin come in and out of the two different doors. (laughs) This would make a really cool video game. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what a cool portal you've made there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take the key and put it back on my uh, thing around my neck. To the pub. <laughs> to the pub. To the pub. Yes, um, and as I said, I'll organise a cart uh, and two horses uh, to be delivered to you. Heron gives a nod. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Oh, uh, Heron, could we have a note um i mean we might be able to use the door but just in case we can't and we need to get back to see you could we have a note from you just saying that uh you've authorized us to come and visit you please so he nods he says uh to pass through the gate you mean Uh, yeah yeah just to get through the gate um yes of course um and he sort of walks away um (laughs) and almost comes back with uh like a city permit (laughs) (laughs) like your name's filled out (laughs) Um, and like sort of his like authorization signature at the bottom and says, um, again, please keep this as well as the key very securely. Oh, uh, Juna? You- Juna puts the caddy on the table and says, we will keep it very <laughs> securely. Puts it in. Oh, wonderful. Gwendolyn checks that Carhilda's been written on it. Uh, yes. Um, whilst Heron hasn't necessarily 
sort of uh, said anything about the, your change of name. He has uh, been referring to you as Carhilda throughout the whole conversation and like has written down Carhilda as well. Marvellous. But yeah, so there's a, there's a few more chats that happen um, as, as sort of, uh, you all have a very quick drink there, make your goodbyes uh, and then pass back out uh, of, of the manor um, and head off uh, out toward the lower wards of the city. By this point, it's probably about sort of 10, half 10 at night. So it's very definitely dark. There are some like merrymakers out sort of having had a drink and things. Uh, and by the time you reach Drake's, it's not a full pub, but you can see that it, it probably was at some point uh, and is sort of like dying down at this point. But Edda, seeing you walk in, sort of gives a nod, serves somebody else and then sort of moves over to the bar to, to greet you all. Hello again. Things David has not done. Number one, check what Edda sounds like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, she's going to sound like this now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. Do you, uh, do you have rooms for the night? Uh, yeah, we got a... Well, it's not not one for all of you. Or like, I mean, you can all squeeze in there, but it's only it's only two beds. Oh, yeah, I think last time we got three, three rooms. rooms. Uh, Paired up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we're using one of them for the, the tournament. Uh, the other one's sold, oh. so... Oh, you, so you only have one room and we just have to squeeze in? Yeah, I mean, if you're happy with that. That's fine. I completely understand yeah. if you want to go somewhere else, though. Well, what do you think, gang? We can squeeze. I'm only small. Me too. Cool. I do need a supportive mattress, though, with my back problems. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, yeah. I mean, you seem nice. It's late. Uh, just the one gold piece for all of you. Oh, that's oh. nice of you. That's nice of you. Ah, thanks. Do you want a drink or anything? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, give us five silver and that'll be a beer for each of you as well. We're kind of running low. Just we, We're being topped up in the morning, so. It's on me. Oh, no. thank ah, you. Thanks. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks, thanks Carholder. Uh, appreciate that. Um. Oh, yeah, so it's pretty busy in here with the uh, tea tournament thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, is this where we come for uh, all the information as well about the tasks? Oh, you competitors. Uh, yeah, we are. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, one of them's shut down for the night, obviously. Uh, we've got the catapult uh, and we've got uh, spoons upstairs. You've got spoons upstairs? Yeah, we've got spoons upstairs. Uh, we've got, well, we, the catapult, hit the drake outside the sea. Spoons and hit the drake. That's our two challenges. Oh. Sorry, it's been a long day. Sorry, sorry. One of the, there's, there's, there's a lot of spoons involved in this conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the challenges is spoons. Yeah, it's spoons. What's that mean? Sorry. Basically, there's a tray. You've got to tell me how many spoons. Okay. Are on the tray. I'm not going to tell you much more until you get in the room. Because right. I don't want to spoil it for you. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> she sounds like she- James Acaster. <laughs> don't want to spoil it for you. Don't want to spoil it for you. All right. Okay. Can we, and can we do that one anytime? I mean, I'd personally prefer it if you wait until the morning. Just cause... Oh, that's fine. We can wait till the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just... Okay. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. We can have a think about how we might want to prepare for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a catapult, we have to hit a drake? Yeah, so uh, we've got a catapult. We throw out a whole load of bags. Uh-huh. And you've just got to hit one of them, the one with the dragon on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's tricky because like, there's all the other bags in the way. Oh, uh, right, okay. Um, cool. I'm sure that will make sense when we see it in the morning. Yeah, big catapult, throw all the bags, bow and arrow, pow, hit, hit the, the dragon bag. Oh, you have to hit it with a bow oh. and arrow? You, you're not using the catapult? No, oh, God, no. Oh. Oh, that is right, not at okay, all sorry. what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right, any idea I mean, people come through it, it, it absolutely get ruined in days, wouldn't it? Uh, makes sense. 
Oh, yeah, no, okay, fair enough. Are you, do you have to use a bow and arrow? Sorry, or, or can you use other things? Yeah, no, we, we'll supply you with a bow and arrow. I don't want nobody, oh. like, tinkering with it or nothing. Orin thinks back to the bow and arrow yeah. in the cave a long time <laughs> oh ago. Gosh. You have to use the standard bow and arrow, like someone gives you it. Like, if you got your own devices, can you use those? Oh, good question. No, we prefer if it's uh, if you just use our one. That'd be great. Okie dokie. Like uh, we we'll give you the arrow. We'll give you the the it's a long bow uh, in case anybody it's size bigger. Oh, so you know you, oh. you know it's a challenge. That's part of it. Or in pictures, a long bow which is probably taller than oh. him. Juna <laughs> <laughs> has the same thought. <laughs> give me an arrow that long bow. I can make it a packed weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so um. The the plan is, gang, to get a drink, get some rest, wake up, get this spoon. Yeah, two two spoons. Those two yeah, spoons. We can do it. And then, do we do we want to have a chat tonight? I see Med is no longer near us. Yeah, so she's left you yeah, to like it. Drinks and, around yeah, the yeah, table. Yeah. Do we want to have a chat about where we want to go after that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or we've got a few options. I think. Yeah. Carrying on this investigation. Uh, or. Fall or fail on the way. Feels like fall or fail will give us a lot of information. Mm. And four spoons. And <laughs> yes. four spoons, yes. Priorities. <laughs> okay, so just to clarify things for me, we're doing the spoons tomorrow. I mean, we're here until uh, yeah. we can get our horses and cart ready anyway. Yeah. So that's a good way for us to kill time. Maybe earn some extra, well, put us on the path to earning some money in the long run. But I still really want to head east to Geremir Hastan. Let's see what happened to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then well, that would that would lead us there. Then we would do Fallas Vale as the next available next uh, settlement to the east, and then that takes us in the di- in the direction of that. And Kidu, it would take us up and o- up and over Lake Era. It takes us up and round yeah, the lake. We're going if east. if we wanted to go more directly there, and Kidu, we could head via uh, Regalia, 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 and circle the lake and circle the lake round to the mm-hmm. south. Head right straight down to. Um, through the Crownswood, yeah. and then off to the Folosian Hills, Fallopian Hills, yeah. Fallopian Hills. Oh, you're right. If yeah, we... we could head northeast to. Did Fallos you say Vale. Fallopian Hills? Ben? Fa- yeah, I, I said that last time. Yeah, <laughs> the Fallopian Hills. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, we could go to Fallos Vale and then circle around. I'm I'm easy either way, to be honest. I mean, there's more spoons in Fallos Vale, but. There would be lots of information in Fallas Vale. It's a big city. Yeah. There's probably a big library. Maybe it's somewhere where you can start oh. planting ideas about Gil in the minds of people and, and mm. start building up uh, support for him. Like the We mis- could listen in on that speech yeah. that Timos yeah. wants to give maybe we could get as well. There within the two weeks, is it? That the eight, eight day. The yeah. eight day. Uh, I don't know if they knew when he was going to no, give I don't the think There speech, wasn't anything planned. They were just planning a rally of their own, weren't they? Yeah. Seems like it's the place to be. Yeah. And it doesn't take us too much off course. Okay, so we're going yeah. to Fallas Vale once we get the cart and the horses. Are we all in agreement? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to. But I'm, I'm happy to head south if we prefer. I mean, in Kiri, you, you... Do we know anything about Regalia, baby David? Um, Would you know anything about it's Regalia? It's a note, isn't it, that we got from my man in Medrovain? Yeah, like, you know that Geremir Hastan is... Um, sort of disappeared somewhere in the Felosian Hills, but even that is sort of southeast of Regalia. Regalia in and of itself has a has a reputation of old money, but hasn't necessarily maintained that. So it's got like a a lot of history there, but the people there aren't necessarily as wealthy as they used mm-hmm. to be. Mm. 
So Forlos Vale is going to be much more interesting and useful. Yeah, so it's a it's just a question of um, skirting that lake era, north, Forlos Vale, or south, Regalia. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And we're, we're thinking of going north, because that yeah. means we hit that place more, and then we can get to the Forlos Vales on the other side of the lake. Yeah? Yeah. Just thinking of the person, like, the reasons for doing one way or the other. If we go north, we could learn stuff more stuff about the consortium because they're actually yeah, there. For sure. Um Yeah. Two, the only one con I'm thinking of, it's potentially dangerous. If people like, you know, um his name in Russell, the Arcanist. Clayne Yvette. Clayne, yeah. I mean, he potentially knows what we're up to, investigating the consortium. We could be in danger there if we don't watch ourselves. But at the same time, yeah. heading to Garamir first with clues about my ancestry or what potentially happened with my friends. Where is Garamir again? Garamir's in the Felosian Hills. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So the point I'm getting at <laughs> is that if he has clues about what Enkidu is, or whatever his ancestry is, whatever happened to his friends, if there's a clue to getting them out, and once Gilgamesh is out, start some kind of campaign getting some followers or allies on side to make a bid for the throne. So there's reasons for going either way. Well, I think that we lose a bit of time going north, don't we? And risk it being a bit dangerous. But for me, I think it would be very useful. Like, it would be worth our while to do it. That's my vote. Yeah. And yeah. that's my vote as well. I, I agree. All right. I think it sounds like a good good direction. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, Maybe while we're in town as well, just while we're waiting for those horses, we could also just uh, pop to the shops. There's a couple of bits I wouldn't mind trying to have a look for. Yeah. yeah. Me too. That we can go off and do things. We've got a few days. Oh, yeah. We don't have to live in each other's pockets all the time. <laughs> Apart from you, Ruana. <laughs> you're a bit big for my pocket. <laughs> and with that, um, guys, we'll finish this drink and probably, like, stretch and, like, probably suggest going to bed. Or at least he's thinking of going to bed. Yeah. There's something Juno would like to do on her own before she goes to bed, if that's okay. Gwendolyn has uh, something she wants to ask Orin about. Okay. And Kido is going to quote-unquote bed. <laughs> yeah. I think Orin's going to sit in the bar for a bit because all the thoughts of the discussion that they've had earlier, I think he's going to get out that history book that was Kral's book of Dravanian history. And he's just going to sit and spend mm. some time reading and translating it. Because I think it's all in Celestial, isn't it? So it would take him ages <laughs> to read. And Kido comes back. <laughs> 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 Kral's uh, diary. Um, not his diary. No, I don't think. I mean, his diary. Do I mean his diary? The one that the one that Oscan was reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like a written uh, diary. Okay, it's like a written diary. Yes, he's gonna he's gonna spend some time. He's gonna get out his quill of comprehend languages. So I think it takes. I can't remember how long it takes with the spell, but it takes a long time to read each page to translate it. But can that process go faster if Enkidu helps him point out? Oh, this could mean that, and this means that. Uh, no, unfortunately, because it's a spell. Oh, no. So it won't uh, help him understand the... it quicker if someone who actually yeah, speaks... Yeah, comprehends languages. Actually... Well, you speak Celestial, oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 if you want to help out. Um, I mean, yeah, then it's up to you how you'd like to go about translating it. Because, uh, yeah, Enkidu can essentially could sit there and just translate it to you, Orin, and you could make notes. Or you could try to magically use your quill of comprehend languages to transcribe it exactly. Don't mind, really little project for Enkidu and Orin to work on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we can work together. Yeah, sure. Be glad to be helpful. Okay. Page one. 
Um, before you get stuck into that, Oren, can oh, I yes. just borrow oh. the, the, the homeward door key? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Just, cool. Thanks. Okay. And then <laughs> Gwendolyn borrows it. She's not touched her beer. Um, and she writes a little note. Dear Nurem, thank you for the potatoes. Uh, sorry, Aww. they got ruined. And then she's going to try and sneakily find a door and pop through. <laughs> and if there's nobody in the kitchen, she's going to put down her beer and the little note for Nurem. She's doing stealthy monk stuff. And she leaves the door open, obviously. Stealthy, stealthy monk stuff. As you um, sort of head up toward uh, your room in the tavern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you use that one to open it into the kitchen. And... It's all quiet in the house. There doesn't seem to be any any lights, any candles uh, in the kitchen. And so you do. You step in, sort of put the put the the, the beer and the little note out on the table. There is a, a, a brief sort of discussion that you can hear, sort of further off uh, in the house. Can I hear anything exciting? Without like sort of creeping closer through the house, you like you can't actually hear anything from where you are. But mm. do it. <laughs> can can she prop open the door that she's like got open behind her? Like, leave it kind of mm. like a wedge in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she's going to creep a little bit closer, see if she can hear anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, make a perception check then, please. Nine. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, it's really hard to pick out anything. Um, and I think she's probably being a bit too tentative. She doesn't want to yeah. get too far from the door, basically. You, The only sort of thing that you do hear slightly clearly is um, the name Liana. Liana. And that's that's about it. They seem to sort of be discussing a, a woman called Liana. Cool. Okay, then, yeah, she she just, like, chickens out a little bit and just like, okay, I'm going to sneak back. And she goes mm. back. Lock. I don't know. She needs to, no, she just needs to close the door and take the key out. She doesn't need to lock it mm. behind her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kind of, like, skips back to uh, to um, Orin and Enkidu, who are deep in translation, and hands the key off and then goes off to bed as well. She's probably going to sleep on the floor because... She's living the hardy lifestyle now. She wears dungarees. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, whilst this has gone on, I think June is just going to step outside with Ruana and just sort of sit with Ruana in her lap and send a message to Ginger. Oh, nice. Uh, which is going to say, found another petal! <laughs> Exclamation mark. Uh, strings went nuts. Kierda with Watcher Basil. Do you know anything? Any advice? He's awesome. Hopefully, see you soon. Love, Juna. You send this, uh, this sort of the sending out, and there are very few times uh, that you've actually seen Ginger be worried, or like had her like see her be stressed. But as soon as sort of her message starts coming back to you. That is the only emotion that you can feel coming from her. And all she says is, where are you? I'm coming. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And so Juna just, yeah, messages back with her last, last sending of the day, uh, the address <laughs> of where she of Yes, send me the postcode, please, so I can yes. teleport accurately. <laughs> SW9. <laughs> VR6. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger's response is, it will take me some time, but I'll be there soon, as quickly as I can. Oh my god, Judah can't reply. (laughs) And that's where we're in the episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh Oh. Oh dear. You have been listening to David Knight 
as your Dungeon Master, Ben Galpin as Orin, Chris Watts as Gaius, Daryl Bailey as Enkidu, Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn, and Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe, and follow us on all social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.